Thanks to my dad, who ran off and left me nothing but this, I had to drop out of high school and spend the next six years working any job I could. And now, finally, I'm completely debt-free. A new life in this new house without any loan sharks busting down the door. I'll start a savings account and pay off the deposit. My goal is to live a peaceful, one-person household lifestyle. Seriously? The ceiling collapsing on my very first night. The heck is this? What's this? Uh, something's moving inside? A person? This fool just wrecked my precious house. What am I even thinking? And just like that. My plan to celebrate overcoming my life's biggest obstacle by living a modest, peaceful life all on my own went right up in flames. Thanks to this alien. Want to get pregnant, Earthling? <coughs> this one was the intro of Love in Orbit by Lati Panda. And if you were aimlessly wandering, looking for a raunchy comedy involving sexy redhead aliens, tentacles and irresponsible fathers, then look no further. This episode is the right one for you. But before we get into all of that, a few rules and regulations for everybody's peace of mind, including mine. First and foremost, our beloved disclaimer, this content is intended for mature audiences only, can contain strong language, sexual references and mentions of violence, listener discretion is advised. And secondly, but surely not for importance, if you like today's episode, please make sure to show your love and support in any way you possibly can, be it by downloading, subscribing, sharing, you know the drill by now, do whatever the fuck you fancy, as long as it's consensual, because that's very important, and you spread the love far and wide. Just so you know, supporting me is completely free to do and you'll have my undying love and appreciation in return. And I mean it, I truly do. And speaking of consent, since I was mentioning that before, I don't know if any of you has been following Perboy recently, I don't know, but like, are we perhaps entering um, the Sheik's red flag era? Because like... Uh, I don't really understand Korean, so I might be wrong. I hope I am wrong because I'm telling you, if that is happening, I think my heart will not sustain the tragedy. I possibly cannot. Hopefully I'm wrong. I possibly, probably I am. So let's finger cross on that. And to be fair, this is a topic for another day. So for now, welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode of DMB. I am your host, Ellie. You know me very well by now. And if you're new here, welcome. If you want to hear more about this, please make sure to check out the earlier episodes as well. I mean, the quality is not the best, but the content do I deliver every single fucking time. So, I am your host presenting to you DMB Season 3, Episode 20. And you know by now, we're not really following seasons, but again, it's for my peace of mind. So, Episode 20. Love in Orbit, re Orbit, what the fuck am I even saying? Love in Orbit, redheads and tentacles for the win. Let's rock. So, maybe. Maybe it's just a me thing, but 
Have you noticed the humongous quantity of hot reddits that have been blessed in the BL universe recently? Is it just me? Nah, I don't think so. It all started when that jewel called semantic error, and I mean, we all know semantic error, we do love as a semantic error, right? So, it all started when that masterpiece was published, and from that moment on, nothing has ever been the same. Redheads. Redheads. Tons of redheads everywhere. And they're all top, mostly, I've noticed, but maybe it's just me. Again, maybe it's just me, but I seldom am wrong. I am noticing, so yeah. Um, point of all this being, we are in a completely new era, and I am living, living for it. In fact, let me know in any way you possibly can if you want an entire episode only on this like, redhead invasion situation topic. And I'll gladly make it happen, you know. I'm here for you guys, so just give me a shout and I will do it. As I was saying, invasion. Literally. So, when I came across Love in Orbit, of course I have to give it a try. I mean, Reddit top aside, who is eye candy for days. Have you seen Pippi? Have you seen Pippi? We'll get there in a minute, but I mean, have you seen him? On other matters, though. If you're not familiar with the author, Panda Latte um, also wrote another BL called, if I remember correctly, was something in the gist of Runaway Assistant Manager. Huh? Yeah, I think that was the title. Like, if you don't know, it's a very cute office BL romance about a model who falls in love with your average everyday office worker. Um, in the beginning, they don't like each other. And then, you know, you know what happens. Office romance, we all know the drill. You know what happens. And I mean, it's very cute, lighthearted. And then I saw the author published Love in Orbit as well. So I thought it would only be fair and square to give it a try. And I thought it would be something similar. Because, you know, authors tend to do things similar to one another. And boy, was I wrong. If only we have similarities in the sense that they're both uh, Assistant Manager Ha and Love in Orbit are comedies and they're both formed by the classical trope of the average guy slash beautiful hung couple and of course in the beginning they don't like each other until to the point well we don't know if it's gonna happen yet but we know it's gonna you know what I'm going on about so mm. they don't like each other and then they are crazy for each other and they're gonna stay forever and never together the end just hands for what concerns the rest if you want to read a similar story to love in orbit you should take a look at any alien in my closet by bingo who also wrote uh, hotel pharos and i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly it's spelled p-h-a-r-u-s uh, like if you want to give it a try it's not your average art style it's full of colors and I know a lot of people like colored art style and the story is definitely worth reading at least once. So if you like aliens and tentacles and all that jazz, please do give it a shot. You're not going to regret that. But going back to us, I thought I was about to read yet another office romance until I saw a flying saucer and a pudgy, fluffy little white monster with pink tentacles. And I mean... If you know, you know. And you know me as well. I do love me a bit of smut, so I was sold right off the bats. And to be fair, 
if I didn't pick your interests up until this point, I don't know what else to tell you to sell you the product. But for those of you who decided to stay, let's dive into the story a bit further down, shall we? I mean, guys, tentacles and hot guys, it hasn't been happening for ages. We deserve that. We deserve that and we are living for it. <clears throat> now. In the very beginning, our story revolves only and exclusively, albeit for an extremely short amount of time, around Baek Sohan, a 23-year-old garden variety guy who thinks all his trouble are finally over. The only chai child of a runaway father who left him nothing but debts, he was forced to drop out of high school in order to pay back whatever his father was supposed to. And now, six years later, and with zero debt to his name, he is finally able to get his own place and start fresh and anew. A new man with a house for himself and all that jazz. Ha! 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 If only. I mean, what better way to start anew than with the hottest alien that's ever existed? And I mean that if we don't include David Bowie in The Man Who Fell to Earth, because, like, he is always and always will be top alien number one. But still, David Bowie side. we got the hottest alien ever existing at present moment crashing into the ceiling of your own house. And on top of that, said alien even wants to get you pregnant? I mean, not exactly my idea of a quiet life, but oh well, you know, to each their own, who am I to judge? I know you're curious about the newbie here, so let's give it a round of applause for Sigwa. And of course, Pippi <laughs> is fluffy tentacular assistant and friend and little pet and yeah, whatever you want to name it, you name it. So, what could Siwa possibly want from Soan and planet Earth in general? Before we get into all that, a bit of context from episode 4. And that's Soan speaking after learning a bit more about Siwa. The unwelcomed guest's name was Siwa. Siwa was from Planet Alpha, a place so far away that no Earthling could ever hope to reach it. To the residents of Planet Alpha, all of whom were practically perfect in every way, Earth was nothing more than another of the countless planets in the universe creeping towards extinction. That is, until one day, a single Alphaean citizen happened to crash land here, and once there, she met an Earthling and fell in love. Soon after that, in a love that transcended the boundary between species, a child was born from the body of the earthling. And that child grew into this punk right here. Long story short, Siwa was born the love product of an alien mama and a human dad. The human dad abandoned him and this abandonment left him full of rage towards humanity to the point where he wants to kill all of us earthlings and uh, make us an extinct species, if that is the correct term. However, if he can't kill his father first, he'll think about sparing the rest of us later on. I mean, beautiful, it is a bargain, after all, a life for one, for the happiness of many. Yeah, I'll take the deal, to be fair. Uh, but maybe... Um, not so much considering how he wants to exterminate all of us. However, this resentment will be the first step to get our boys Sohan, Sohan sorry, and Siwa uh, like one step closer. 
That's right. All of Siwa's hatred towards his own father will make Soan think about his own father as well, who, you know pretty well by now, abandoned him as well. There's a lot of as well, as well, as well in here, but it was very well needed. <laughs> I mean, and again, what better way to start having wet, sexy, tantalizing dreams about your newfound alien roommate than thinking about the fact that he was both abandoned at a young age? How romantic indeed. Um, but I mean, uh, I mean, if it can help, you know, to develop a very beautiful love story, yeah, why not? Let's cry together about the fact that our fathers are complete hassles. Yeah, why not? And by the way, if you're asking yourself, no, unfortunately, they haven't consumed their first night yet, but who says penetration is the only way to have fun around here? Hmm? For those of you who read chapter 8 already, you know perfectly well for that what I mean. And for those of you who don't know, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Oh! <clears throat> yes! By the way, I forgot to mention this before, like this tiny bit of a detail before, and how the fuck did I forget? Because to me, it's one of the most important details here. Are you ready? Are you all ready? The comet is completely. In all its glory, uncensored. Yes, you heard it right, and I hope I pronounced it correctly for you to rejoice with me. The gods have blessed us with no lightsabers yet again. Whatever you see is the product that you get. In all its glory, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We needed that, and I mean the art. Let me tell you, the art in here is impeccable. <clears throat> Back to the business, episode 8. His pupils are slightly dilated, his hands are shaky and his heart beats racing along to the beat of his balls slapping against my chin. His bedroom technique definitely matches his crappy personality. Still, the fellatio didn't feel as gross as I expected. Maybe because this thing's so pretty. He choked me out so hard with his cock, I'm too worn out to make this happen next time. Next time I'll let you put it in. Now for God's sake, let me come. Bonus points for the fact that Siwa's heart is starting to go pum pum every time he looks at Soan. And that is basically, unfortunately, where we're left off as of today. Siwa's dad is still nowhere to be found. The boys are still trying to adjust to one another. And Pippi... My favorite, my homeboy, is still sticking his pink juicy tentacles anywhere he can possibly put them. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, oh yeah, before I forget, we gained a new friend apparently on episode 9. Like, turns out, while Soan and Siwa were busy sucking each other's off on episode 8, somebody else was asleep in the room with them. Turns out, that person is none other than Mr. Choi Gavin and... To be fair, he is very pretty as well, so yeah, ot is everywhere you turn your head, right? And yeah, Choi Gabin, aka Soan's landlord, who also happens to live downstairs from Soan's apartment, who also happens to be a huge fan of aliens, who also happens to be enamored, completely enamored with Pippi. And that's mainly because he resembles his favorite movie character, who also happens to reveal in Samsung you just in the search of Siwa's father. Anyway, 
It's got all the good qualities to be a perfect companion for a search party in a journey to find a lost father. So, yeah, the party of two and a half has officially become a party of three and three quarters, more or less. And that's it. So, hopefully we're going to find a nice companion for Gavin as well, because he is very cute. He is very sweet. He is very helpful as well, without demanding nothing in return, except keeping Pippi as much company as possible. And yeah, so he's a good guy. He deserves a guy for himself as well. So author, if you're listening, please, we need a boy for Choi Gepin. And yeah, that's, that's it at the moment, unfortunately. So let me know if you'd like a part two for this episode later when we're going to get more juice. But in the meantime, in the meantime, because I love you. And I like to give you gifts since it costs me nothing. I leave you with a quote from episode 2. Oh, right. Male earthlings normally can't get pregnant, right? Well, should be fun to try anyway, right? First time for everything. I mean, ugly isn't usually my type, but still, if you got a bit of chest, um, you look pretty sturdy as well. I mean, you'll pop them right out. You're even uglier when you cry. Turns me on. So cry a bit more, yeah? Mm, no covering your face. Our other thing usually like this. This easy to turn on. A breeze could make you come at this point. You know what they say. If there's a will, there's a way. And that, my dears, it's a wrap. Officially. As per usual. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for sticking with me until the end, even though I'm still chewing on my words, but please bear with me. We are on a liner six and hopefully the torture, because it's torture for you, but sure, it's a torture for me as well. Hopefully the torture is going to end soon and hopefully I'm not going to butcher anything more than necessary anymore. Anyway, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for sticking with me until the end and I hope you did enjoy a little bit of a good old smut and comedy talking and I do hope you had a good time with me today. I mean, I had a good time in the sense that I enjoyed to make content with you all and I mean, today's episode was fun to write. I'm not gonna lie to you, I needed something after all the violence we've been reading recently i needed something light-hearted to get back in the groove and yeah i had a blast so thank you for following me thank you for always appreciating my content i see all of you like downloading liking etc so thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart because you keep me going and yeah it is a pleasure to create content for you all and with that being said, um, I'll see you all next time. Hopefully it's going to be next week. Then there's going to be a week of pausing because I'm going abroad and then we're going to start again. Hopefully I'm officially back in the loop again. But in the meantime, make sure to look after yourselves and make sure to engage in plenty of kinky and always consensual activities because you know what is the sexiest thing ever? Consent. And upwards and onwards we go. Goodbye.